Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Love on Purpose. I'm Jay. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Make sure you share this with your friends and loved ones and let them know that you too can love on purpose. Today's episode is uh, about what marriage is. Last time uh, we talked to you guys, we talked about the importance of making a plan and how we were slacking um, in that area and how we would love to do better. And in our desire to wanting to do better, we got to plan to do better and execute the plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the plan for the next few episodes is to um, discuss and share um, and explore what marriage is. Marriage is a lot of different things, and um, the first leg, if you will, of um, these next few episodes is um, the fact that marriage is sacred, mm -hmm. um, and there is a spiritual aspect uh, to what marriage is, and um, we just want to make sure that all of us understand that, is aware of that um, before, not only just before going into it, but even after you get into it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, making it's sure that reminder. you... Yeah, maintain that spiritual aspect um, of your marriage. A lot of us, you know, we see, you know, growing up and you thinking about getting married or you wanting to be married. And so you begin to just kind of look at, you know, different couples and um, you, you form these ideas about, you know, what you believe marriage is. And of course, a lot of people have their own different experiences and different ideas, you know, ultimately about what marriage is and what marriage consists of. Um, and so we want to bring our, oh, I'm boring her already. No, I'm so no, sorry. No, yeah. no, 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 it's, it's fine. We're only seven minutes in and she's already oh on Oh my it. gosh. Okay, go on. Anyways. Uh, so no, we wanted to bring our perspective. Uh, you know, we are followers of the way. We believe that Jesus is Lord and we believe that the Bible is real. And so our perspective is grounded in that. And, um, you know, that is just uh, kind of a a pre-warning for those who are listening that our oh. ideas are rooted in scripture oh yeah so so for those that um may not may not be christians that's totally okay and we're we're happy that you're even listening and watching um watching us we just wanted to be able to give that frame of reference that what we're diving into um don't be alarmed yeah. um but this is this is our this is our belief based off of being um believers in christ yeah so these are biblical principles and so with that being said but still stay tuned still please listen. stay tuned and listen in <laughs> and uh you know hopefully you know as you obtain these principles and practice them you'll see them become real in your own life um so the first thing we wanted to dive into yeah, number two is uh, <laughs> marriage is sacred. Marriage is sacred. And uh, what we believe that means is that uh, marriage is instituted by God. It is something that God created, something that God ordained, something that God set apart. Um, and, you know, we talked about the Bible. One of the first things that is mentioned in the Bible uh, is marriage. The book of Genesis, the book of the beginning. And you go all the way back to chapter one and two and you'll see. Um, a married couple in Adam and Eve. And um, that was one of the first institutions that was created by God before mm. church, before mm. church, the institution of church, before the institution of government, uh, before a financial economy was created. You know, marriage was created. Family was created mm -hmm. um, because I believe, you know, um, God wanted us to understand that a strong, healthy 
uh, marriage and family is the backbone, the foundation of a healthy society, mm-hmm. of a strong community, of an mm-hmm. effective church. And uh, I believe one of the one of the reasons why we see so much turmoil in the land, um, whether from the church or community, society, whatever, is because you know the breakdown of the family. Yes. And, and once we bring you know strength uh, back to the family, then you know we can see the effects of that. You know, in our in our community. So when you talk about marriage is sacred, what does that what does that mean to you? Well, I think when you look at even the meaning of sacred, it's like an it it talks about like the entitlement of respect. Mm. Like is this amount of like respect and honor towards something? You know, I, I was trying to think of like what would be a good example of when you think something is sacred or you're trying to show your respect or show a sign of reverence, like. When you are entering to a place that you believe is sacred, there your behavior changes. Right. You know, so if you if you think about, um, let's just say attending a funeral, you know, you believe that to be a, a reverent time, a meaningful time, um, a time to show respect. Right. So you know, you may see gentlemen may walk into a place, and um, if it's a church, they may take their hats off, or um, you know, you go into a place and it's a sacred place, you may put your phone on ringer it's like you change your behavior based off of the reverence and the respect that you have for whatever it is that you're trying to show and so when you think about marriage marriage should change the behavior in which you do Mm. in regards because because it is sacred um and there is a it's a different level of being mindful about um your behavior how you show respect um I mean, it is that it's like showing highest regards to something. Um, And it's very, very important that you realize that nothing. It's God, then marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that are challenges for people in um, marriages that have children Mm -hmm. is that people will put God, children, work, then they spouse. God, children, or God probably ain't number one. Or work. God may not be in there. Maybe work, children, yes. then your spouse. One of the things that was, especially for me as a as a um, as a mom coming into a marriage, is learning the order right. of marriage. Marriage is first, then children. You're like, what? You know, um, and so just learning the order. Uh, of what that looks like and I think a lot of times um, what happens in marriages is that no some marriages there's a challenge because the order is all out of yeah I think we I think the reason why that is the case is because um, our understanding of God as it relates to marriage is distorted and so we get our understanding of order from what God has said about marriage but other people don't really look to God when it comes to marriage because man has put their stamp on marriage and has tainted it in a sense. And mm-hmm. now people don't really feel as if marriage is important. Okay. You know what I mean? So now I can be with a woman for however long and we can have kids and just the idea of marriage, you know, I'm running away from that because I don't have a a good understanding of God in my life. And I think... So what did you mean by that? I don't think you completed that when you were like, I can be with a woman for a couple of years. Oh, I mean, because we, I mean, we know couples who have been together forever, 
but they still but they don't but they don't don't understand the concept or don't understand the importance okay of being married and what that looks like you know especially in the black community what a strong healthy marriage looks like you know for our for our kids and our youth growing up and making sure that that legacy of family and marriage is continued on and we talk about you know marriage is sacred understanding that it's the is god ordained is god created um ultimately your marriage is a covenant between god mm-hmm. and if god if 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 god is the head of the marriage and you're you're literally making a promise to god on how you're going to treat this other person My god. this is before you even say i do to the person like you're literally telling god like god i'm going to you know for better or for worse for richer or for poor for sickness and in health you're saying this to god you're not really saying it to the other person you know what i mean you're promising god and i think that is the sacredness of it but if a person is getting into marriage and don't have an understanding of mm-hmm. who god is mm-hmm. um it's easier for that person to renege on a promise yes. that they made to a god when they don't really yes. you know believe in that god or have a high understanding of who god is yeah and so i think when you talk about marriage, you got to first understand uh, your perspective on who God is and get that in order. And, you know, then that way, when you make that promise to God, you have, as you said, this high regard of who God is. So when you get into the marriage, your mindset, your behavior and all these things will reflect that high honor of, of God and marriage. And, and, and marriage. One of the things I was thinking about um just even when when Jay when you were talking about just the covenant and the vows these these vows the promises you've promised um, to God that I'm I'm going to do these things on the behalf of this other person. Um, my vows that I wrote to Jay we wrote our own vows and then of course we did the traditional vows but the vows that I wrote to Jay are literally next they are right next to me on my nightstand. They were on a scroll, but they are literally right next to me on my nightstand. They're not hidden. They're not in some other place, like in some closet somewhere. They're literally next to my nightstand. And I'm not saying that I have had to, I don't look at them every single day. I think I have since we've been married, and we've only been married a couple of months now, probably about six months. I know that I have at least opened it up at least once or twice. And sometimes maybe you need to keep the promise in proximity like it needs to be close to you so that you can be reminder reminded of what you said you know like what did you say that day in front of all those people you know you know you're in all this beautiful stuff and all Mm -hmm. this and i was so attentive to like the ceremony and what was happening like tears and all that i just was this was a whole like ceremony in a covenant that we were sharing and so with the with in regards to like keeping the the vows near me so that janelle when you need to be reminded of what you said what you wrote what you vowed what you said aloud uh to god on behalf of Jay in front of all those people you know maybe you need to keep that reminder so if you wrote your own vows or if you did the traditional vows if you need to pull them down take them from where some you got them all hidden in some nice place maybe you need to put it close to you right. uh, and so that's why I said you know 
the proximity of the promise. Maybe keep it, you know, close to you so you can go back when you need to be reminded of the very thing that you said. And no, and you know, ours was just months ago, but yours may have been years ago. So it's kind of hard for you to remember what did I say? Right. Um, and, and trying to go back to that place, like whenever you wrote those vows, try to remember what was my feelings there. What was I? What was I um, really going through in my mind when I wrote these? Try to go back to that place. I know that you know marriages for some people can be in a really challenging, challenging spot. But how can you be reminded of the very vows that you said? Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, it's easier to love a, per- a person when you're in purpose with them. Um, but it's hard to probably continue to love a person when that wasn't ever the person you were supposed to be connected with. For sure. Uh, and I think that when we talk about marriage is sacred. Uh, I think that is just a challenge for us, for individuals to be mindful about who they marry. Yeah. I mean, and and then once you get married, of course, and, you know, you're in this sacred, a part of this sacred institution. But despite of how sacred things are, things could get ugly as well. And uh, one of the things that uh, we see in the Bible uh, as relates to marriage, marriage, I like to call marriage is like real life, you know, illustration about god's relationship with the church and uh you know we see god i mean even in uh jimmy jenkins movie the okay. jenkins brothers movie sinners wanted. sinners wanted it's a it's a uh a, a, he took the bible story of uh hosea and gomer the prophet and the prostitute and how god used the pro the prophet he told the prophet to marry a prostitute um, this is all in the Bible. And the prostitute, after they got married, she ended up, you know, being doing what a prostitute does. But uh, the prophet still stayed with her and still loved her through all of her mess and all the things that she was doing. And God wanted to use that prophet as an illustration to Israel on how God stayed consistent in their life, despite all the times they said that they was going to be with God and they ended up as God said, prostituting themselves to other gods and other ways of living. And so what marriages in this sacredness, even when things get ugly, it's still our attempt to be God in a sense to your partner where you're still going to love them through, mm. you know, whatever it is that you learn from them that you may not have learned from them before y'all got married or some things that may come up while you're in the marriage um, decisions that could be made that you may not, not necessarily agree with. Will you be still able to maintain that that godly love in this sacred union mm. of in this sacred institution, maintaining that sacred love of for your partner in that? And as we've been trying to talk to you guys about purpose, you know, understanding that this idea of love that we that we you know may believe uh, may may not be or is not the only thing that'll keep a marriage sustained. Yeah. I, I truly believe people that you know couples that end up splitting up or getting a divorce or whatever they didn't plan to get a divorce when they got married they right. they they were in love with each other mm-hmm. um so we know that love can't be the only thing in that to keep a person in there in the midst of all that ugliness even in the even in the environment of a sacred institution so you know we believe as we're continuing to learn ourselves and continuing to you know asking god to reveal to us what that purpose is 
you know, maintaining that purpose as as Janelle says, and that promise in close proximity. So when things do get ugly, you have something to resort back to to keep you reminded of why you got into this, why did I decide this, why did I choose this person, you know, to make sure you sustain that respect, that honor, and that sacredness in the in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I definitely think that is important when you talk about what marriage is. Uh, Marriage is sacred and marriage is really God giving us an opportunity uh, to express grace and love um, to a person, even when, you know, they may do something that you may not agree with or even when they mess up, as we all do. Will you be able to maintain that godly love? Can you extend the same grace that God gives you? Can you extend that to somebody? You know, God. Um, we cannot see him, but can you extend the grace to a person that you have to be with every single day? My God. And, and grace is uh, one of the things that um, was shared with me um, was that grace is what everybody needs, but it's what no one deserves. Mm. And so that is something that really stuck with me. It's like literally grace is what everybody needs but what no one deserves. And so, but can you extend that grace to a human, like a person that's right there every day? It's easy to receive grace. But it's another thing to extend grace. Yeah, it's another thing to extend. Extend it. So, yeah, yeah, it's easy to receive Especially for a person that you know, like, intimately. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you really know this person. You're close to this person. And that's what's so dope about God and that God literally knows us you know, better than we know ourselves, all our flaws and mistakes and shortcomings and how we think our predispositions, mm-hmm. attitude, how we, re- he know everything about us. And yet and still, he loves us and still gives us grace. It's crazy. Despite the fact that he knows us. Right. I mean, there's certain people you got to know. And then after a while you were like, oh, okay. okay, this all is, right. uh, That's like, and, and you don't have to, you don't have to be connected with them anymore exactly you know that's what, what i'm mean? saying like you got to know him it's like i'm good i'm good no yeah. thank you like there's people you can never like okay this will this we won't go far and, yes and i'm not talking about relationship i'm talking about just, just like friendships or yeah. college like this this won't work exactly we probably won't be connected. but god is opposite of like god is is beyond that he'll he, he gets to know you he knows you and then still loves you and still wants to get closer to you and that is the idea of what marriage is built on the fact that you connected with a person you get to know them and you get to know their flaws and all Mm -hmm. and you still extend that same love and that same grace and that is why marriage is so sacred you know what i mean like that's why we shouldn't take marriage lightly and i Mm -hmm. think that's one of the issues especially in our generation we take marriage lightly we just think it's just the next step to a relationship or just another form of dating uh it is not but marriage is a shared life but ultimately it is a covenant that you make with god so if you don't take god seriously you're you're, you're not going to take marriage seriously and if you take god lightly you're not going to take your marriage you're going to take marriage lightly and that's why you know that's probably one of the reasons why people are quick to bow out of it um is because perhaps their relationship with god you know, maybe a little, but then of course, even if you have experienced a divorce or a, whatever it is, there's still grace at the end of the day. You know what I mean? God, it still extends that forgiveness and that love. And, um, I, I was talking to a pastor who, uh, went through a divorce and, uh, you know, he said like, 
you know, people were, you know, st- judging and looking at him and all this stuff. And it's just like, so we believe that God can forgive every sin except divorce. Wow. But it's like, you know, that grace that God extended to you when you made one mistake is the same, you know, that same grace that he right. extends to you when you right. go through whatever. So, but, but having that in mind, the sacredness of marriage, when you're thinking about it, um, that's one of the things that, you know, we try to keep in the back of our mind as we were preparing for marriage and even in it right now. Because when you know that God is in it, I just can't say anything to her. You know what I'm saying? Or, and, and vice versa. She, We just can't approach each other any kind of way. If we promise God, we would act a certain way. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things I wanted to uh, make sure that I did touch um, when we were talking about those that, you know, may take God lightly, which is um, which is totally um that's one aspect. The other aspect I want to touch on is there may be a spouse that you are um, you are a Christian or you have believe a hope in Christ and that you do believe that Jesus died on the cross for sins, but maybe your spouse has not or your spouse right. is not there, and you that are, that you that are um, that is a you know a confessed believer. Um, you are to continue to just be the Christian, be the light, continue to pray for that spouse. I am not a believer in beating anybody down with like the Bible, like you got to do this. You got, I don't believe in that. I don't, I, I'm just not a believer or you just beat people down to become um, a Christian or anything like that. I believe your light should just shine. Right. I believe that there should be something just different about you that kind of sets you apart. You shouldn't have to go around like just, I'm a Christian and you're not. That That's not love. The whole point of it is to extend God's love, like to show love to people. It's all about the love and the grace that we extend to people. So those that are married and maybe your spouse is not is not there yet you continue to be the light you continue to pray and win over um that that person um um with your love and with your grace and you continue to stay committed uh to christ i just i just wanted to say that because i think sometimes we forget about that dynamic because that dynamic is is real too yeah it certainly is real so i think you know, Janelle always says, "Be the hands and feet of Jesus." Yeah. Because sometimes that, I mean, your life is the is is the, the only, only Christ they see, the only Bible they read. That's it. That's the only it. sermon that they will that they will listen to. That's it. Uh, your life, how you treat people, will be the will be the only one. Sometimes. Yeah, and two, you got to think like, perhaps this is the. I mean, that concept of a person who is saved but married to a person who's not saved, or they believe in some of the thing. Perhaps that is all in the plan of God. Jesus tells us to be the light of the world, and it's hard to be the light when you ain't never in darkness. Like you can't, you don't know what the light is until you are in a dark situation. Yeah. And so, yeah, we just, you know, encourage you to be the light. And you know, even Paul talked about the that whole concept of a believer married to an unbeliever. And you know, he says continue to pray for them, continue to invite them to church, you can continue to. You know, read your Bible on your own and play a sermon out loud. You know what I mean? Play a podcast out loud. Just planting those seeds. And uh, prayerfully, one day they will, um, they, they'll too will confess that Christ is, is Lord over their life. And that way, um, that marriage can maintain its sacredness. And both of you all will have a high regard for God um, as you all 
you know, pursue and, uh, and and do marriage together. I was trying to find the scripture, and I and I hate that I don't know that scripture right offhand. But it, it talks about that um, about that spouse being the light to their um, to, to their to their to their unbelieved um, spouse to their non-believer yeah. uh, spouse so non-believing spouse so um, I think that going back to just even talking about just the sacredness of marriage I just hope and hope and pray that somehow even if it's one or two people that we help just for all of us to be reminded um, just please be mindful about who you marry. I just don't want to continue to see people just getting in, diving into these marriages just to get into them and then for it not to last because it was never the person that you were intended to be with. And I am a strong believer that you'll know when it's not right. You'll know when it's, when it's, when it's, and when it's right. Um, you you know you can you know you know you know i have this funny thing that i'll say um you shouldn't be the only one that likes your spouse like you say you shouldn't be the only one <laughs> yeah like you're the only person that likes your spouse like nobody in your family likes them nobody like you're the only person mm, that's not good um but i think you have to think beyond kids you know if you have children before um you have the opportunity to get married i think you have to uh you can't get married for that because when those 18 years are up, do do you and that spouse have anything else to hold on to? Like, yeah. do you have anything else? I mean, many people are staying married because they have children and thinking that that's the best for children. And sometimes, you know, I don't know if that's always true, if, if that's the right way. I'm not here to say that it is or it's not. But I will say that children are not dumb and they know when a husband, when a mom and dad, and that when a marriage is not right, when mommy's not happy, daddy's unhappy happy so they we have a mom and dad that are staying together for children but they unhappy in the home and the children can see unhappiness so then that affects the child as well um and so i guess you know you just have to think you know what's gonna work so i just say you know some people are already in that situation but then there are others that are not so be mindful of it that you you don't have to go that road. That it does not have to be like that. It just doesn't. You don't have to be with people you don't want to be with. My lord. So I did find that scripture as we uh, you know. Okay. What what, what is know. it? What's up? All right. So First Peter three, First Peter chapter three, verse one and six. So it says, I'm gonna read it, honey. If you okay. don't mind. It says, wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words, but by the behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and reverence of your lives, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of good jewelry and fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is of great worth in God's sight so win over you can win over your spouse by without uh, words <laughs> without words but by their behavior yeah mm-hmm. 
So not so not forcing them and beating them down with the Bible and all no, of that. I, I was thinking like you know we we're so forceful when it comes to like our Christianity and passionate as we should be. Yeah. But not wanting to force people down and even Jesus, <laughs> like he wasn't even forceful when it came to himself. Like he's Jesus. Right. You know Jesus says that I'm knocking on the door of your heart. He didn't say I'm kicking it down. <laughs> so let us just continue to try to win people over without forcing it and just live our lives the way we ought to be living it. And, um, and so, yeah, I just, we just want to encourage you all today, uh, as we try to understand what marriage is and the ultimate thing, if marriage is anything, marriage is sacred. It is a promise that you make to God about your partner and about your spouse. It's not necessarily your promises to your spouse. It's a promise to God on behalf of your spouse. And, and, and when you, and when you have a strong, faith in God, um, then you can live that out within your marriage and, and love your partner through, you know, what you guys go through in your pursuit of a purpose. So anything else you want to uh, share? Yeah, today? I, I do want to share this. I, I am a strong believer in taking everything one day at a time. Yeah. Um, and I think that, of course, still what we encourage everyone in regards to having a plan, um, having a plan, executing the plan, but then also, um, in addition to that, just taking everything one day at a time, you know. So in marriage, you know, I, the first thing I gave was like an example of that your behavior changes when you understand that something is sacred. Um, there is a, a amount of your behaviors to change. So maybe you miss the mark this one day. Okay, well, you know what? Get up, try again the next day. Take everything one day at a time. Don't push yourself to have these enormous like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that but just try to be sacred in your everyday walk and just take it one day at a time and it's okay if you you know miss the mark this day but you are there's brand new mercies every day that god gives you why don't you give your spouse a brand new mercy hallelujah to the lamb of god yeah so our challenge our encouragement to you all with this segment is just to be reminded that marriage is sacred um and so with that being in mind change your behavior before marriage so that um you're not just getting into marriage with anybody we want you to be married to the right person um and so just be mindful of that and that know that it is sacred it is a covenant um it is a promise that you have made to god and um you're loving that spouse the way god loves us where he extends this enormous amount of love and an enormous amount of grace each and every day that is what marriage is being that's the requirement of you as a married person is to give this love god's love now our love as man is wavering god's love is unconditional to that is the requirement this is agape love this is the requirement of marriage is for you to be able to extend god's love and the grace that same type of grace that god gives you for you to extend it to another person in the human form that you have to live with every single well, thank you for listening, my friends. Hopefully you were blessed. Hopefully you were inspired. Hopefully you got something that you could practice in your own marriage relationship or everyday life. Thanks for listening. Make sure y'all tune in next time as we talk about what marriage is. Uh, subscribe, follow, uh, comment, like, ultimately share. share. Please share with somebody and uh, let them know that they too can uh, love, love on purpose. purpose. See y'all next time. Bye-bye.